Ever feel like you're doing this teaching thing alone? You don't have to be. Share Teaching is all about sharing the workload through the power of collaboration and teamwork. Together, we'll walk through all the difficult parts of teaching and learn how to streamline our processes, fine-tune our time management, and develop a more manageable workload. If that sounds like a dream come true to you, then welcome to the Shared Teaching Podcast. Let's share in the teaching to make those dreams a reality. Now here's today's Shared Teaching. Welcome back to the Shared Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Susan, creator of Shared Teaching, and you are listening to episode number four, Preparing for a Teaching Interview. Today, I thought we'd talk a little bit about what to do before you go into the teaching interview and hopefully get your first teaching job. So the first thing I would like to discuss is researching the school or the district that you want to apply to. So the first thing you want to do is you want to look up the district website and see what you can find out about the district itself. What location is it in? What's the demographics of the students that go there? What's the district's overall philosophy? Um, How accessible is their website? Is it friendly for parents and teachers alike to use? And then you want to look up individual schools as well. So what I do is I look up and see if the school has a Facebook page, if they are listed under great schools, and if they have a school website. So when you're looking at the school's Facebook page, you can see how often they comment and post on things, if they have an engaged community or not, are parents favorable in their responses, are they complaining, are they complimentary, like what's the vibe of the people that are commenting in that Facebook group. The other thing is in great schools, you can actually see ratings that people have given the school, and that can kind of give you a little bit of a background as to what might be going on in the school, especially if a lot of the reviews are unfavorable. They might talk about certain incidences that have happened, or maybe they don't like the principal, and that might give you a little bit of an oversight if that's something that you want to have um, as a school for your employment. And last is to look to see if the school has an individual website. Sometimes not so much. And if they don't have a school website, maybe they have the Facebook page instead. But the school website is really helpful. It's going to tell you about maybe um, classroom management plans that they might have that's school-wide. They might have like acronyms that they use for student management um, for the behavior of the students at the school. And these are all really great things you want to take note of because it's going to be something that you can kind of plug in during your interview. Um, Also at the website, you might be able to see the district's um, scorecard for them. I know the district I'm working at, each school gets a rating and many of the schools have posted that rating card on their website. And within the rating card, it actually tells you What's the school improvement plan or the SIP, S-I-P? 
what are some of the things that the school is working on during the school year to improve that. It will also tell you the main focus of that school during the school year. For instance, one of the schools I recently interviewed at, their main focus was wanting to improve family and um, family engagement and student interaction. That was really big for them, and that was mentioned many times throughout their um, school improvement plan. So I really took note of that, and I made sure that I emphasized my ways to incorporate family engagement in my own teaching. Okay. Um, the next thing is you want to look at how many teachers are in the, each grade level. How big is that school? So for instance, if you're applying for a second grade position, click on the staff, see how many teachers are in that second grade position. How many might be your potential teammates? Is it going to be a really large team? Is it just going to be you and one other teacher? Is it just going to be you? Or are you going to be in a big team with at least like seven other teachers on your team? Is that going to be something that you're comfortable with? Maybe you don't want to be on a large, at a large school, or maybe you'd prefer a smaller school. This will give you some insight before you go into the interview, especially if you're able and are wanting to be a little bit picky, then you have that option of looking at those things and then deciding, well, maybe I don't really want to apply for a job at that particular school because it's not quite what I'm looking at. Okay. Um, The next thing is, is the school um, listing any specific programs that they use on their website? For instance, it might be, they might say that they're a PBIS school. It might say that they use Leader in Me or Responsive Classroom. And again, you want to familiarize yourself with those programs. So if they ask you, have you heard of this? You can say, yes, you have. I don't have any experience with it, but I know a lot of the background of what it entails. And then that will show them that you're coachable and that you are receptive to that style of program. Okay, the next thing for planning for your interview is to make sure that you drive by the area if at all possible. I know sometimes maybe you're moving from another state or the school or the district is too far away. It's really not anything that you're able to do. But if you are in the same town, I highly suggest that you kind of drive around and get a feel for the neighborhood. See if anyone is friendly if you run into anybody are they you know waving to you do they look at you like you have five heads and what are you doing in my neighborhood what do the homes look like is it strictly apartment buildings is it run down are there a lot of you know trash in people's yards are things well maintained that will kind of give you a little clue as to what the students are like in that neighborhood and at that school It might mean that it might be more of a Title I school or it might be an affluent school. And that's going to kind of shift your focus on how you're going to answer some of those interview questions. So for instance, if it's in an affluent school, you really want to up your responses about communication with parents. How do you make sure that parents are coming in, they're volunteering, they're informed, they're engaged? And at a Title I school, you also want to talk about parent involvement, but it's more 
How are you inviting them into your classroom? How are you making sure that they feel welcome? I've worked in a lot of Title I schools, and one of the big issues is parents are embarrassed to come into the school and volunteer and help out because they feel like they can't read as well as their child, or they don't speak English very well, and they feel like maybe they can't communicate with you. Think about a plan of how are you going to incorporate those families and make them feel welcome in your classroom. Look at it from both angles and try to figure out how are you going to answer those questions. And looking at the area of the school is in will give you a really big heads up as to if that's something that you even need to prepare for. Okay, so now that you've looked at the school or the district that you want to work in, you've looked around at their website, kind of poked around the neighborhood, the next thing that you want to plan for is to make sure that you have a good resume and cover letter. These are going to be the first things your potential employer is going to see from you. So you want to make sure that they are good and you want to make sure that they are custom tailored to that school principal. So if that's at all possible, if you know the school that you are applying for and you've looked up things from their website, you want to make sure that you add that to their cover letter. For instance, again, if they talk a lot about parent involvement in their school improvement plan, you want to say ways you've engaged your families. And I always do this in bullet points in my cover letter. So I might, dear Mr. Principal, I have over 12 years of teaching experience in predominantly low socioeconomic school settings. And I am a big believer in involving parents in the education of their child and working together as a partner. Some of my qualifications include, and then I would put bullet points, and I would make sure that they are specific and that they also go with what the school is looking for. If the school is a PBIS school and I have PBIS training and I've been at a school before that has PBIS, I'm going to mention that in one of my bullet points. I also might mention something that's really going to make me stand out. Like at one of my schools, I actually held and created my own parent sight word night and tried to get parents into the school to learn how to work on sight words with their families. So that was something that makes me stand out. And so I would choose things like that, things that are really going to catch the principal's eye. And in the end, you're just going to close with, I look forward to hearing from you shortly. I've enclosed my resume for your perusal or whatever the word is. (laughs) And then sincerely, your name. And then you're going to attach your resume to it and send it off. And if you can, you get the principal's email and you send it directly to them. Now, some districts really frown on this, so you really kind of have to maybe ask around if you know teachers in that district, if you know someone at that school, if you know even the secretary at that school. You might give them a call and just say, is this something that the principal would be okay with? Especially if there's a lot of people applying for the same jobs and it's highly competitive, You want that edge of being able to get your resume in the principal's hand. So look around and make sure that that's something that's appropriate that you can do. And if not, then just attach it to the district website where you're applying. And if it's attached to a specific position, then that principal will have a personalized cover letter and your resume 
and that will stand up more than just a generic cover letter that you attach to all the positions you're applying for. Okay, um, with part of the resume and cover letter, make sure you have a very easy to read format. I found a really great one that I've used for a few years now on Etsy. I can't remember the name of the seller. Um, if you're really interested, please email me, leave a comment on my website. I will look that up for you and get that to you. But I just use a very simplified version and it's specifically for teachers. And I just think it looks really pretty. It looks very professional. And a lot of it is just simple bullet points um, that gives me, you know, the, <laughs> the main bullet points <laughs> of what's important at each of my teaching jobs. Next, I would always recommend having a portfolio. I know there's a lot of people that kind of go back and forth on this. A lot of people are saying it's not even used anymore. It's very uncommon. And because it is very uncommon, it makes me stand out. So I I want to stand out. I want those principals to remember me after I leave that interview. And the way I found that helps do that is by me having a portfolio. On my website, I do talk more about what goes into a portfolio, why you should have one. But for me, I get pretty nervous for interviews. And by just having that portfolio with me, it's kind of like my security blanket. It allows me to pause and reflect on my answers as I quickly like flip through my portfolio to find the section that I need to talk about. And then while I'm answering, I can display my portfolio with concrete photo examples of what my answer is saying. So I've had a lot of really, really great feedback on my portfolio, and I think there's only been maybe like one or two places where the principals didn't even see it. So I always make sure as I'm answering, I'm showing my portfolio. It's not something that I'm handing over to them as like a big binder that they're going to look at later. It's something that I'm using to go with my answers, if that makes sense. So for instance, they might ask me about, tell me a little bit about your classroom management style. So I will flip to my portfolio, the section on classroom management, and I will say, well, as you can see here, I use a variety of classroom management styles according to the needs of that class for that particular year. One of my favorites is, and then I might showcase one of my favorite ones that I, I tend to use. And I just think the photos go a really long way. It helps you remember what you want to say. You don't forget those little bullet points that you wanted to bring up, all those little education buzzwords that principals want to hear about. Next up is going to be talking about your clothing. Okay, so obviously you know you want to dress professionally. And I taught in the Middle East for almost five years, which is super, super conservative, right? You have to dress from wrist to ankle covered. So I am still kind of of the mindset of like not showing too much skin, especially in an interview. And if you're going to be teaching elementary school, you want something that's also going to be appropriate for the classroom. So while your blouse might look really cute, if it is kind of low cut and you're showing some cleavage, I would steer away from it. It should not belong in the classroom. It should not belong in an interview. That's just my two cents because little elementary kids, when you're helping them, you are leaning over their desks. You are 
squatting down to their eye level and guess what they're getting an eye full of. And maybe it's just me because I am a little bit more heavy chested, but I'm always really aware of how that's going to come across to my students. And so I try to avoid anything that it has a pretty low neck or a V-neck in it. So I usually go with like a nice looking blouse, pair of slacks, black heels, some nice jewelry, maybe a chunky necklace. I don't, I used to, my first couple years of teaching, actually, I guess my first few interviews, my first year, I went all out and I had like a blazer and a little skirt, very, very professional. But what I was seeing when I went to these interviews was not very many other people were dressed that way. So I did a little bit less now. I'm not interviewing for an admin position. I want to look like a teacher, and I want to look like a teacher that's ready for maybe a meet the parent or a parent-teacher conference night, which is your most professional times that you would dress for. The last thing you want to plan for when you're preparing for your interview is to have some reference letters. So you always want to try to get your current supervisor to provide you with a reference. Most... Interviewers will ask if you have permission from your supervisor to look for other jobs. They want to know what they have to say about you. If you're just student teaching, try to get your mentor teacher or your college supervisor of the student teaching program to write you a reference letter. And many times they offer without you even needing to ask, but you do want to make sure that you have that early Um, so that they have enough time to write a well-thought-out one for you. Okay, so today we talked a little bit about preparing for your interview, checking out the school that you're going to interview at, seeing what kind of things the families are saying about how active the school is, on social media or through their website, seeing what kind of behavior management programs they might be talking about, what the school motto is, that's going to all clue you into what they feel is very important as a school. You want to make sure that you're very familiar with all those things that you've looked up so you can weave them into your answers when you're asked. You want to try to drive by the area if at, if at all possible. Another thing you can try to do is maybe go into Google Earth and see what the neighborhood would look like by just zooming in on that street address and seeing the homes around that area, even what the school building itself looks like. If it's older, that's okay, but is it well-maintained? Has it fallen to disrepair on the outside? That's going to kind of clue you into what the inside might look like if they're not taking care of the outside. So those might be a little bit of red flags for you. If that's a school that, you know, maybe you don't really want to work at some place where they don't show pride in their school, they don't take care of it, especially if they're always trying to attract new students to the area. Then we talked about preparing your clothing, a good resume and cover letter, making sure you have a portfolio and references from your current supervisor. And I think I might have skipped this, but you want to also prepare two questions that you're going to ask them at the very end. And maybe I did start to talk about that, but I think I forgot 
to keep talking about it. (laughs) So the questions that I usually always ask at the end of an interview is something to do with what's personal to me and that I'm really interested in about the school. So that might be a question about how active is the PTA at your school. It might be tell me about what kind of technology the teachers have access to in each classroom. And what I'm wanting to know is, is there one-to-one technology? Do they have document cameras for everybody? Is there some kind of interactive smart board for the teachers to use? Because I like to incorporate technology. And right now with distance learning, that's going to be a really big question that you should be asking in your interviews because it shows that you're ready and willing to tackle technology and incorporating it in your classroom. And that's really going to be needed, especially next year at the beginning of the school year, from what it's sounding like. Another question you might ask is something about what's your classroom sizes? How engaged and involved are your teams with each other? Do you have special times that you set aside for your grade levels to collaborate? So just think about those things, what's important to you, what you really want to know about, and what will make you want to choose another school over another one if you have any choice. So thank you so much for listening today. And tune in next week where we are going to talk about the teaching interview and beyond to help you get that job of your dreams. For show notes on today's episode, make sure you visit shareteaching.com on the podcast page, and it will be listed under episode four. Thanks again. If you've loved this show, then join me in sharing the teaching, hitting that subscribe button, and leaving us a review on iTunes, so we can be found by more teachers like you who are ready to start sharing the workload. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Find new episodes each week on shareteaching.com. Thanks for listening to the Share Teaching Podcast. Um, 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 so, um, I guess you would say, so about, I, uh, next is, that's just my two cents. Yeah. What do you call it? Um,